The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Wherever there is injustice, you will find us. Wherever there is suffering, we'll be there. Line. Wherever liberty is threatened, you'll... Wherever liberty is threatened, you will find... The Three Amigos! Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody! It is a wonderful day today. What a class. And we have to start out with the Three Amigos, and if I could do the... I could do it... Huh, I could do it in here. You, those of you at home couldn't see it, but he did it. You heard it. I heard it. I heard it with some passion. I'm but, sure you felt it. <laughs> I hope so. Welcome to Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all, and we're here with you each and every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I am your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Visit our website at soh.church. That's soh.church. You can see all the great things we're doing in the, in the community. Blah, blah, blah. Check out our services, hear amazing stories, and much more. Subscribe to our podcast. Sound of Heaven Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. And do us a favor, rate us five stars. It helps us out a ton. Like us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Sound of Heaven Live. Our call-in number tonight, 631-451-1039. 631-451-1039. That should be saved in your phone already as my favorite radio show of all time. That way you can just tell Siri to call it, and boom, you're on with us. That's boom. how I think we should be rolling here on this lovely single day mile. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Jason. And Koch D. Ambrosio. How you doing today, bro? I'm doing awesome, man. You doing good? I'm doing awesome. All right. And we got a special guest tonight. We are joined by Jenny Lee Mercy tonight. And this is going to be great, although that's not her name. That's her, I What mean, do you mean it's not her name? I don't know why these... It's like, you know, listen, people know me as Johnny Ova. And, and that's because I was a pro wrestler. Okay. okay. And, and that's not my real name. But everybody looks Johnny Ova up. They find Johnny right. Ova. I need to know if Jenny Lee Mercy is her wrestling no, name. No, Mercy's a legitimate last name. No, it's not. You, no, it's not. You always say that I insult our guests. You do. I'm telling you. You're just a, insulting to okay. begin with. <laughs> no, uh, you, no, that's she's lying. No, she's I lying. think I think I have the inside track on this. I think it is her last name. It's not Jenny Lee Mercy. Really? You yeah. think that's her real last name? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we're gonna find this out when how we dare get her on. Don't don't. How dare you to me? Okay. It's Cinco de Mayo. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a festive mood. I'll be working on the cha cha tonight. I'll be doing the salsa. Oh uh, yeah, I'll you got do- big big plans tonight. Big or plans what? tonight. Pinatas going up. I'm swing my five year old. Break the pinatas open. It's gonna be a great night wow. tonight. Let me ask you a question. Are you a queso dip guy or a salsa? Guy? Oh, without a doubt, queso dip. No, without a doubt. What's queso the matter dip. with you? Without queso a doubt, queso dip over queso salsa. Dip. 
That's crazy. A guy with a beard like you should not be eating queso dip. Why? It's way too obvious. Why? <laughs> I need you. I, th- I might still have some from last year. If you, I bet, if yeah, you I feel find like the it, salsa you, would blend. If in you with find it, you could keep it. Okay. Oh God. All Come right. here. Touch. Just touch. All the right. Beer. Let's let's change just the touch subject. The beer. You brought this up. There's I can't, I can't believe that you like queso dip. I I, I would like to hear from By our listeners. By looking at you, I'm surprised you don't like no, queso listen, dip. So, there's nothing better than salsa, man. Salsa? Nothing better than salsa. No, nothing better than salsa. All right. Well, we'll you heard it here first. We'll prove you. And I bet I bet most of our audience agrees. Okay. Can we call t- in? Listen, <laughs> huh. is that the poll of the day? I wish we if we had somebody working our Facebook thing, we could. Put oh, I, sh- I should do my job. Yeah, right? do your okay. job. Put up a little poll: queso or salsa uh, on this Cinco de Mayo. And uh, if while you're doing that, and I finally have you distracted, I want to tell everybody about the Sound of Heaven Church. Is that cool? Can we do that? Go ahead. I think it's Sound a, it's of Heaven a good Church topic. is the church that we pastor right in Deer Park, right next to the Tanger Outlets. And ladies, I know you know exactly where that is. Oh. And uh, it is a uh, it's a it's a church that's really making an impact. I'm so proud of everybody that we got uh, uh, that that works alongside us and, and is committed to transforming lives for the better and continuing to what we call is spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it's good it. news and and. and about God and what God's plans are for you and for your life. And I have some more testimonies here. Uh, Nilsa writes, I've been going to Sound of Heaven for almost four months. And once you walk in, you feel welcome. And, and like me, I finally found a home to worship and have a relationship with the Lord. Come and be a part of this wonderful place of worship. Love, Nilsa. So, I do love Nilsa. I love Nilsa, too. We thank Nilsa for, for writing that. And Nilsa has a, a really unbelievable story. So because Nilsa's a, a woman, does she absolutely know where the Tanger Outlets are? That's how she found it. She drove by. He's like, "Wow, that's the sound of heaven. Let's oh, go!" All right, see, I didn't know. Don't, that. don't get on that. But, but th- this is the type of experience there. We also have one from Mary Argano, and she writes, "The love of God is in this place." Mm. And listen, that's the that's the goal here, right? That's the goal. And sound of heaven, sound of heaven is a place where where everybody is welcome. All could come in, and it, it's a place where we want to make a positive impact on your life. We want to teach you things about God in the Bible that you've never known before. So when you come on Sundays, be ready to experience something pretty awesome. You're going to learn some things about yourself. You're going to learn some things about God that you didn't know, but uh, you're going to hear some amazing music, some worship music that's really powerful. But one thing's for sure, you're going to be so inspired when you leave there today uh, to, to chase after God even more, and it really just has a positive impact on everybody's life. And we, if you go to Google and search down to heaven, you'll see all the testimonies that we have all over the place over there. Right, right. And what we always get is that you could feel the love in this place. We get that all the time. Yep, yep. And I started a, uh, a sermon series this past week on Sunday uh, called The Snake in the Garden. And it's a discovery of Adam and Eve. And, and we spoke about the environment of, of what God had created before he made Adam and Eve. And it's a really interesting topic and something that I really think we need to take into consideration more. Because many of us want great things for our life right now. Many of us want families. We want kids. We want wealth. We want good jobs. We want happiness. But we we just want the things without taking care of the environments in which those things grow in. And before before God created Adam and Eve, he had to set the environment in place for everything that he created to flourish. And that really was the goal. And that really was the the, the, the focal point there. So uh, you could go on SOH.church and see part one of that series. No, that's a really good point. If if we get things before the proper time, right, a lot of times it corrupts us or we corrupt it. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times our blessings, uh, we say this a lot at, at Sound of Heaven, right? Your, your blessing before it's time can actually yep, be your, a curse. Your blessings at the wrong time is a curse. 
because what happens is you destroy everything that God has for you. And, and that's really most of the time for our delay. The delay is preparation. And what we mean by that is that, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And if you are somebody who is going to be handling a lot of wealth and, or having the responsibility of a spouse and children, God is test you and puts you through the fire to make sure you're able to sustain the blessings that he gives you. Yeah, you can think about that. If you pray for something, right? Pray for God's will. Pray for pray that you get it in your the right season of your life. Right. Uh, and, and honestly, pray that he says no sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I can think of, of prayers that I had think in my life. That. Yeah, I know. I, you know. I even think about, you know, people that I was with and, you know, relationships. Oh, this is going to be forever. And then it didn't work. And God, please. But you look, I look at my family now and it's like, what if, what if my life took a different path? Right. That's why trusting God is... Just weird. think about it. I th- you, you, you can thank God for the prayers he did not answer almost more than the prayers that he did. That's very true. If you think about all the prayers, I think of some of the prayers I prayed of what I wanted God to do for me. Thank God he's God and I'm not. That's all I have to say. I agree with that. You know, so, and, and somebody who's got an amazing story, Jenny Lee Mercy, who, which is not her name, is going to be joining us after the I'm break. I'm telling you, you're going to be... You're going to be wrong. Listen, do you want to make a wager? Listen, we're a Christian show and, and and apparently a betting show. So, do you want to make a wager on this? I'll bet you on it. I want to I, I want to put some push ups on the line. But I don't think you got to get past two. Uh, I don't you know, listen, it. you know I could do more push ups than you say. There, there's not a chance that you can do more than ten, but we won't test that because I need a co host well, well, for the rest of the show. All right, that's fine. so. What I did do was I was going to do a little celebration here, a little Cinco de Mayo celebration here. I brought some chips, I brought some salsa, Ooh. I brought some. Sombreros. Why didn't you bring any queso? Well, uh, see what I'm saying. Well, here's what I did. So I was going to just give this as a gift, but this is what we'll do, all right? Since you're just so confident that Lee Mercy is a real ass name, um, we were gonna. I got the the hottest salsa you could possibly purchase on Long Island. Where'd you get that? At uh, Pepper Palace in Deer Park in the Tanger Outlet. In the Tanger Outlet, right? In the Tanger Outlet. Oh, okay, all right, all right. It's the hottest salsa that you could possibly get. He gave me like a scale of what it weighs on. Where is it? It's right over here. Oh, you do. I, got, I have it. Oh, that's what that is. I have it right over here. Sorry, that's. Jay's pocket. Oh, what? Okay. It's literally called Death by Salsa. It is called Death by Salsa. And this is what we'll do. And you we'll, brought this as a what, gift? As a gift. Yeah, listen. It's a like a loaded ce- weapon. A celebration here. Oh, I can't wait for you to lose So this, this is what you've we'll got, do. You've got the stomach if, of a newborn if baby. If Jenny Lee Mercy is her last name, I will, I will take the biggest swab of that on that chip. Make it two. It. Make it two. Fine. You got it. And if it's not her name, it's going to be her name. No, I can't wait for this. because right, I can't wait for Jen. Jenny's yeah, coming on next. You've got we are going to talk stomach. about her testimony. You're, you're going to be out of work for a week. And then when Jason uh, dies from the salsa, we're going to pray over him and raise him from the dead. That's what we're going to do. No, it's not going to happen. I can't wait for this. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of this craziness here on Sound of Heaven Radio with you every single Wednesday and Friday at 6 o'clock. Check out our website, soh.church. That's S-O-H dot church we'll be right back after the break with jenny lee mercy if that's her real last name welcome back everybody to sound of heaven radio live where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. And we're here with you each and every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Visit our website, soh.church, where you can see all the great things we're doing in the community, check out our services, hear amazing stories, and much more. Subscribe to our podcast, Sound of Heaven Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Like us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Sound of Heaven Live. Our call-in number, 631-451-1039. Here we 
with my co-host Jason Koch D'Ambrosio with some uh, hot salsa and some face shovels. That's the name and, of the chips is face shovels. And, excuse me. Can I get to our guest? And let's welcome in our lovely guest, Jenny Lee Mercy. Not her name, but Jenny Lee Mercy. How are you today, Hi, Jenny? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for taking the time out. And to- I, I just want to personally apologize to you <laughs> that John doesn't believe you. About your All right, so let's just settle this now because we do have a lot to talk about with you. You you have an amazing story of how God has totally transformed your life and Jesus has just wrecked everything and made every, just everything. So I can't wait to dive into this and hear the story. But we got we got some important business with this salsa and face shovels on the line here. So is your last, let's get a, a little, go ahead, Jay. You want to give us a drum roll? You want to give us the, the, the thing here? Do we have a drum roll like on cue? Did we do this? We got to get to the most important, well, you told Mike during the break you were going to do this later in the segment. No, I did not. That's what I thought. I we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. There we go. Here it is. Jenny Lee Mercy. Is that your real last name? No. It's yeah. Wrong. Oh, oh, you're kidding me. There we go. There we. You see how the strong the prophetic is, and oh. actual research. I mean, I mean the prophetic is. You see how strong that is. Apologize. This is why I'm the apostle near the evangelist. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the messenger of good news, and you're you, you just you just talk. Oh, you, so so Jenny Lee Mercy is Mercy's. Is any of that your real name? Is your first name Jenny? My first name is Jenny. Okay, okay. Jenny or Jennifer? Don't lie. It's Jennifer. Or Jennifer. Okay, but it's yes. Jenny. Okay, that's acceptable. All right, good. So let's. <laughs> is it Lee, the Lee Mercy there? Is it like my middle name is Lee? Lee. Ooh. Okay. So then there you go, Jenny Lee Mercy. Wrong. We're good, right? Nope. Wrong. Wrong. Eh, you lose. And you have a different last name. My last name is Von Lang. Von Jenny, Lang. Jenny Lee Von Lang. That's an oh. awesome name. Are you? You should use that as your Von wrestling name, Jenny Lee Von. That is a pretty like cool Rob name. Van Dam. I do wish it was Mercy though. That's. <laughs> I'm going to be crying for Mercy here in a few minutes. <laughs> yes, you will. This is actually called Death by Salsa. If you just tuned in Death right now, Death by Salsa. Uh, special shout out to the Pepper Palace in Deer Park for the sponsor tonight, along yep. with our other sponsor, KyotoBJJ.com. What's up? What's up? Professor Melissa's birthday today. So oh, happy birthday, Professor. But uh, all right, our guest, Jenny. Jenny, I want to introduce you to our audience here today. So tell us a little bit about yourself growing up. Were you, uh, were you a Christian your whole life? Were you a believer in God? Uh, share a little bit about that. No, I was not a Christian my whole life. I wasn't a believer in God. I didn't really believe much in anything at all. And all I knew was I was getting a strawberry bagel if I went to Lutheran church with my father on Sundays. <laughs> so I look forward to the strawberry bagel. The bagel, the food always gets you. The That's food, it. The food on Sundays. Always, <laughs> always get you. So your parents went to church? Mm-hmm. They did, and they, were they, they went, but sporadically. If okay. it was a holiday like Easter gotcha. or Christmas, gotcha. Here and there. Gotcha. Okay. And so share a little bit about maybe your story growing up. From I have some notes here on you, and it didn't seem like it was uh, an easy childhood growing up. No, not at all. I had a lot of trouble concentrating, and my family ended up deciding to put me on Ritalin at the age of five. Just oh, wait, wait. Ritalin at the age of five? Why? Because a teacher had reached out to my parents saying that I was acting out in the classroom, just having trouble sitting still. I mean, most kids are usually hyperactive and have right. a little trouble sitting still sometimes. That's actually more common than you think. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know as much now, but uh, but I know when I was a kid, I had friends that were on Ritalin too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so it was intense. I had to go to the nursing station, take that in the middle of lunch break, and definitely always feeling singled out in some kind of way. Sure. Definitely feeling awkward. Definitely right. took me out of myself in a so negative way. So you felt like way. you were different than everybody else? Or? Yeah. Okay. 
in a negative way, right. <laughs> being called out. I don't see anybody else going to the nurse's station on lunch break. Why do I have to go to the nursing station on lunch break? Why wow. do I have to um, have these weird side effects and neurological symptoms? Because they didn't know the effects of it. So I believe that I'm probably part of the numbers that you get at a local CVS today that list these are the effects that could possibly happen from taking this. Because right. it was a research laboratory that I was going to oh my once a month. Oh my goodness! And, and what type mm -hmm. type of effects were you feeling? Just uh, facial twitching, nervousness, anxiety, insomnia. And you had none of that before no. you were taking this. But you weren't appetite. fidgeting in your seat. That's like that's no. like all those commercials. It's like it's like oh well, well you can get rid of that rash, but you, you might poop your pants in the middle of the <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you uh, you out of nowhere other, in public. Yeah. You might have all these other other side effects here. Uh, oh my goodness. And so, yeah, so I see here that you were placed on Ritalin for ADHD and then you were in a physically abusive relationship as a teen as well too. Share a little bit about that. Yeah, well, the first relationship I ended up being in, I was 15 and he was 21. And I just discovered that if I cut school and went to his house, there's things that I could do at his house that I wouldn't be able to do at my house. So that was the fun house. That was the party house. That was the place to be. So I thought. Wow. So before you know it, I started skipping class to go to his house. And then he introduced me to marijuana. And then I started smoking, which is something I never thought I would end up doing. It's a road I never thought I'd end up going down. But Did you meet this person in any place in particular? Or just, through a friend. Through a friend? From high school. Always through a friend from high school. Yeah. Right? You know? Always those friends, man. Always. Bad news. All right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, was there any? So, you kind of did it just to fit in, type of thing. Like, I'm just doing this to be cool with everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't so much of a peer pressure. It was just, you know, saying no over and over, and, and then finally, all right, this is getting annoying. Everybody else is doing something that I'm not really into, so I'm either going to end up not hanging out here anymore or caving in and doing what everybody else is doing. Got it. Right. And so we see that this has led down to. Uh, and open the door for even more harder drugs than just marijuana and stuff like that. And we're going to get into that in a bit. And, and and you have this amazing story of how Jesus changed and transformed your life inside of jail. So you ended up in jail from all this. So I can't wait to really dive into this again. You're doing great today. You're leading a, a worship team at church. You're engaged to Eric. Congratulations on that. Congrats. That's great news. Thank you. Uh, and, 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 you know, just the fact that you're here is proof that God still has a purpose for you and had a purpose for you. And his hand was over your life the entire time. Amen. And so we're we're gonna go into that a little bit more, but right now we got to pay off a bet here. If you don't, oh, we're gonna do it yes. now, right now. I think we do it at the end of the show. No, we're doing it right this second. So you know, it, both your story and this story is proof that bad company corrupts good morals. <laughs> uh, all right, so what, I'm gonna eat this now. Yep, yep. All right, well, don't we have to go to break? Nope, nope. We got about two minutes left. All right, death by salsa, and we said one, one chip, right? All right, I'm opening it up now. Let me smell it. Oh my god, smell. <laughs> it's stuck in the back Terrible. of my throat just smelling it oh, oh I wish this can you just you. drink it <laughs> no you want a straw so Pacifica? I gotta do a full you better what, can you do a play by play it's, please it's, it's, everybody it's, at home it's, it's like, called a face on? the chips are called face shovels so Jason is opening having a hard time by the way opening up the chips and uh, he puts the Stole chips it. down with his left hand. He's got a firm grip on the face shovel with his right hand, and he scoops a hefty, hefty scoop. Right, I'm going right for it. up. I'm not, I'm he's no not chicken. messing around. I'm no chicken. I'm going a for it. Hefty Ready? scoop and a one, two, three, and Jason eats the chip. Uh, of the salsa, death by salsa. Oh my god! And he is turning red. I see sweat, beads of sweat <laughs> pouring off his face. He almost pulled the headset out of the thing. Is it hot? 
<laughs> okay. His face is red. He's somewhat choking. Did you at least get a drink? Or was that my job? Jason Jason has left the building, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm here with Jenny. Jenny, All it's right. so good now to do this show with you, and we finally got this guy to stop blabbing this whole time on the, <laughs> on the Give us the scoop. Is it good? It is like you put it in and it, I can't even talk. <laughs> it's like you put it in your mouth and you wait. You're like, this isn't that bad. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo, Jason Cajdi Ambrosio. <laughs> All right, I think I'm... <laughs> so that's it. See, this is what Jason gets. And and if you read the Old Testament, God punishes people for disobedience. And and this is God punishing Jason for just not being it's so not, sharp on his prophetic. Bad, I promise. <laughs> All right, well, Jason's taking care of himself here. We got our guest, Jenny Lee Mercy, with us, and um, we're going to talk more about her story and open up all the things that she's been through in her life and how Jesus saved her from all these things. And if some of you who may be struggling with these issues, if you want to call in, 631-451-1039, we want to pray for you tonight. If you want to share your story, we want to be able to minister to you, your family. If you have children going through it, we want to pray for you. Uh, you know, listen, we're real people just like you. We all have our struggles. We all fall short, but there's one thing that all of us have in common and that's access to jesus who's the healer the deliverer and the comforter so stay tuned we'll be right back after the break for more sound of heaven radio live hi this is pastor johnny over founder of the sound of heaven church in deer park here at sound of heaven church we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at soh.church. That's soh.church. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cinco de Mayo edition of Sound of Heaven Radio Live, where we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. And we're here with you each and every Wednesday and Friday at 6 p.m. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park. Visit our website at soh.church. That's soh.church. We can see all the great things that we're doing in the community. Check out our services here, amazing stories, and much more. Subscribe to our podcast, Sound of Heaven Radio, wherever you get your podcast and give us a nice, beautiful, gorgeous five-star rating. Like us on Facebook and Instagram by searching Sound of Heaven Live. Our call in number 631-451-1039. I'm joined kind of by my co-host Jason Kaj D'Ambrosio, uh, who will just be breathing heavily for the rest of the show today. Uh, we have Mike, who also tried the salsa during the break. He's also sweating right now and, and got some heat going on, which leaves me plenty of time with our guest, the lovely Jenny Lee Mercy. Thank you, Jenny Lee, for 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 just dealing with all this craziness tonight i appreciate that thank you for having me on it's been a blast (laughs) (laughs) well we were getting into your story before the break and you share with us a little bit about your your childhood uh place on ritalin at five years old uh then eventually got into an abusive relationship um where you started smoking marijuana but that eventually led to some more harder drugs explain the road that you kind of went down after that 
Well, at the age of 18, I saw an article in the paper and I ended up finding myself at a club and I ended up working in clubs and doing things that I'm not proud of, but I'm not ashamed of this testimony to share. And so at the the club, I met a girl who had given me this white powdery substance and I'm like, okay, what is this? So it was cocaine. So I started doing that every single day before you know it. And I wanted to hide it from my parents who I was living with at the time. So I had it set up where my landlord became my dealer and I would come home from work, put the envelope of money under the door and the, the drugs would already be in the envelope waiting for me. Wow. It was just a death setup, really. So I was doing that pretty much continuously every single day and went through so many Kleenex boxes of tissues from the blood that... You know, I don't can't even count how many times right. I needed another, you know, Kleenex box for doing that to myself. And I would have all my friends come over just because I simply didn't want to be alone with myself. I didn't want to be alone with my emotion. I didn't want to think of the abusive relationship that I had just gotten out of. Well, in and out of. That was a five-year cycle. And, you know, he was very emotionally abusive, physically abusive. You know, there was a lot of choking and and dragging me to the ground and yelling at each other and cops being called and just a lot of did your parents have any idea about any of this while this was going on i tried to hide things for a while but then eventually everything came to the gotcha gotcha so they they knew about like the addictions that you had and all that everything hit the fan eventually and that's why i had to move out to try to hide it but even not living there anymore when they would see me i was 105 pounds, they knew something wasn't right. It'd be in five foot, foot six. How long did that go on with the envelope and the cocaine? I wasn't able to last in that apartment longer than three months before moving back home when right. I actually was by myself in the middle of the night and I just had an eerie feeling. I just had an eerie feeling that I wasn't going to make it if I stayed there any longer. Really? Yeah. Wow. A really. So it was going down that. It was going down that road, that direction there. Yeah, it definitely was. So did you use during the all day during the day and then kind of re up at night, or did you try to maintain a normal life during the day and then at night? No, no normal life. It was continuous, other than sleeping, just to catch up. So let me ask you this: Why do you feel like you were doing? Like, was it? Was it? Why do you feel like you were doing this? Was it pain that you were dealing with? Was it frustration you were dealing with? Was it rejection you were dealing with? Was it, you know, did you have a good relationship with your parents? Like, what? why, where was this root coming from? I do have a great relationship with my parents. They did a wonderful job with raising me and my sister, and we always had a great relationship. That's great. But it was more so just trying to numb out the emotional pain. And rejection is part of it, okay. for sure. And just not wanting to deal with those feelings, not having an outlet to express them. Music was always my outlet when I was younger. Right. But then when the drugs came in, I was never able to really utilize that out- outlet right. to the fullness that I was able. And something always pulled me back away from the music. And that was always what I wanted to get into Wow. from the start. But for some reason, there was just always something in the way. So I just started writing songs about it. Okay. Even at the time, I was writing and going to the studio, but on and off, there'd always be that distraction to pull me away again. Right. And I was just, you know, hiding bruises and hiding shame and hiding a lot of things. I wasn't happy with the person I'd become, 
And for some reason, I felt like working in those clubs made me feel better about myself, but it was the wrong type of attention. It was the wrong type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, and I was living the fast track. It got you know a nice car at a young age, and I was driving around and would pick everybody up, and I right. had the money, and I had the drugs, and I could get everybody to come over and hang out. And this was the lifestyle that I thought that would be fun, but it took a quick turn. And, and shortly after being hooked on cocaine, somebody else gave me another substance and I look at this brown powder and she said, here, just try this, you'll spend less money on it and it'll be better for you. So I took a little bit of it. I got really sick, I got really dizzy, I got really nauseous and I was at the club that night and I didn't like it at all. And I ended up doing it again the next day because I just, liked the way that it made me feel. Hmm. So that's the part of insanity. So you, you hated it, but you liked it. I hated it, but I liked it at the same time. But it's really all stemming from self-rejection, hating myself for the person that I had become and wanting a way to be set free from my own self and from my own devices, but not knowing where or how to find it. So you were almost caught in this cycle where you like you were you were liking the life, but yet hating yourself for almost liking the life. Because you had the money, you had the car, right? You you're able to get drugs, and um, so there's a drug addiction there, alcohol abuse too, right? Yes. I think you said uh, sex addiction was that part of it too. Yes. Yeah. So all these things there. So you're really living the the, the fast life here, and you know that this, like, you had to have known, like, this is going to end bad if I don't fix this, right? Did you know that deep down inside? Were you just oblivious? I knew it deep down towards the end of everything. Gotcha. In that apartment, I felt like something really bad is going to happen. I need to get out of here. I need to get myself to a place of safety. Right. But after moving back with my mother, I wasn't able to get there for the next couple of years. So it, it still went down a bad track. But I had pulled myself out from working in that environment because I just couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't live with myself. And I just didn't want to feel the way that it made me feel. Sure. What was, so what was that breaking point for you? The breaking point for me was after having overdosed several times, oh, you man. know, my father had found me on the bathroom floor with blue lips and veins popping out everywhere wow. and white pale skin on my face. And he cried out. He said, please, God, don't take her. Mm. Please give, give her another chance. And when, after he said that prayer, breath came into my lungs before I was even able to be revived by a medic, and God heard his prayer, wow, and God wow. answered his prayer. And you know, to this day, we reminisce of how good and faithful he is, and I wrote a song about all of this, and oh, this that's is an awesome. album that's going to be coming out soon. I was going to say, can, they hear, can anybody hear these songs anywhere soon? Yeah, they could be found on Amazon iTunes, Apple. Which your Insta is, is Instagram your main social media? Instagram and Facebook, Jenny Lee Mercy. All right, so Jenny Lee Mercy. That's Jenny, and then L E E M E R C Y. Which is not her real name. It's not her real name. I'm paying the price for that right now. If I'm quiet, there's a reason why. Mike is shaking his head. He know he's suffering in that too. My God. But uh, make sure you give her a like and a follow and share. You can get all her music on there when the stuff pops out and just stay in the loop with her. And so um, you, you come to this breaking point. Your dad finds you. You're overdosed on, on the bathroom floor and he prays. And you're uh, you're literally a walking miracle. You, you know, God has raised you from the dead when you woke up from that. So explain that process after that. Was that the point where you're like, this has got to end? Close. <laughs> Close. Okay. So still not done yet. Still not there yet. Close. I had landed in 
Um, the Methadone Clinic in Hophog and Riverhead and different uh, Suboxone doctors. These are medications that help to curb with cravings for heroin. And I had landed in, I don't even know how many hospitals and how many court appearances, drug court, mental health court. It's always another appearance, always another you know, court date coming up, always another lawyer, always waiting for the phone call, always making sure that I'm going to get my food stamps and always struggling to keep a job or hold down any type of stability. Was that your rock bottom, though? Not yet. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> it, wow. it, it was close, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And just after having so many times, I remember waking up in Peconic Bay Hospital and reading the report of, that they had to use that, I don't know what it's called, the paddle that they used to restart your heart. The defibrillator? The, yes, the defibrillator. And I, I was said, wow, like this is getting bad, but a part of me was still chained. It, it, was a lo- it was a love romance with the darkness that had to be spiritually adjusted because although I wanted it, it had to be broken from something greater than myself, even though a large part of me was getting close to full surrender right. and rock bottom. And rock bottom hit after I was put in Riverhead Correctional Facility for 36 days, okay. and they didn't give me the methadone that I really had needed, actually, just to be stable, because when you take that, it makes you not feel sick. You take it just to curb your cravings, but not only that, just to feel stabilized. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it to me for a week, so I was really detoxing bad. And we had a trip to the law library, and there was a book there called Story of God. Hmm. I didn't know anything. I didn't even realize it was a Bible. I just, something in my soul knew that I needed what, you know, AA calls a power greater than yourself, God, Jesus. So I started picking it up and reading, and I couldn't put it down ever since to this day. It just fed something in me of all of those voids that were created, all of those holes I felt getting filled in the more I read. Right. So you're, so you're, you're in this correctional facility. They take you to, and, and you're in a library, and you just happen to see the story of God, and you're like, I'm going to read this. Yeah. I'm going to pick this. I'm going to read this. And man, thank God you did, right? Thank God I did. Thank God you did. And what was it that captivated you about reading the Bible for the first time? I felt, I didn't know it was at the time, but I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. I really felt such a peace that came over me that really is beyond understanding. Right. And sometimes to this day, I get brought to tears because even though I'm where I wanted to be then and couldn't, didn't know how to get there, I long for the glory that was in that moment because of how powerful his presence was. Wow. And I actually cry in my room because I miss how powerful of an experience that was, even though you wouldn't think somebody would long to be in that moment again. It was so wonderful coming to know the saving, redeeming power of Christ in that moment of time. And and think about the what-ifs here, right? What if you had survived? What if they had given you your methadone and you had been somewhat comfortable in your little stay there? You know what I mean? Um, What if you weren't in the correctional facility? What if you didn't go uh, go to the library that day? But you did, and a lot of that was even uncomfortable, but that changed your entire life. We need to be uncomfortable for change, to, yeah. in order for change to happen. And also, I had an abortion, which caused me to cry out for God's forgiveness because I—that was the break. Actually, that was the breaking point. That caused me to 
finally sitting behind those four walls that were a little larger than the size of my body. I mean, it was a tiny cell and it was 24 hour lock, 23 hour lockdown. So I got put in the part where you only get out for an hour a day. Right. <laughs> so I was full, you know, facing my demons that I right. had been running from for 27 years. And you had no choice. And that's, you know, it, 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 and you know, some people say that they, they say Christianity is a crutch. And I, and I always say this as an answer to that. Some of the most important decisions of my life I've learned during the most terrible times of my life through some of the dumbest choices that I've made personally. I've learned some of the most vital lessons. So just because you learn the reality, truth, and power of Jesus Christ in some of your darkest moments doesn't neglect the fact that Jesus is king and he is Lord, and he is the beginning and the end, and and there's nothing that we can do, and if God's got to take it and whittle you all the way down to a box no bigger than your body and, and lock you in there 23 hours, when he's got a plan and purpose for your life, he's going to get your attention. Amen. Right? He got my attention, all right. <laughs> so I said, if you could get me out of this place, I will do whatever you want for the rest of my life, whatever you want to do with my life, whatever you want me to do, and you put me on this earth for... I will. So he got me out of there, and I'm just holding up my end of the bargain, really. So, so what have you been doing since? So how long ago was this? Because you're still a young woman. So I mean, you have so much life ahead of you. You got so many great things. So much great things ahead of you. What? How long ago was that? From that moment to now? That was in 2012. 2012. Okay. So nine years ago. So what? What have you been doing the last nine years? I know we only got a couple minutes left here, but what have you been doing the last nine years? Yeah. So you know, when I was released from there a woman named Tara moved in above the condo I was living in and she was a live in, well, yeah, you know, I know Tara, she's amazing. And I had a live in mentor, like for six hours a day, we, she would school me on the Bible. She would pray through the walls in tongues because she said there was an army that she Mm. was praying off, but they lifted off one by one. Tara's a wonderful woman of God and it's such a small world. I bump into her at my grandma's house in Cavalton in a little complex. I'm outside and this woman drives by with her mom and, and she just posted her head out the window. She goes, Johnny over, Pastor over. I said, yeah, I'm in front of my grandma's house. It's like, it's Tara. And she's been to church a few times. But she's like, she was talking about Jenny and, and that, that she was the one. Cause I knew your story a little bit, but she was the one that was praying on. But I started connecting all the dots and stuff. Wow. So pretty wild, small world. But. Yeah, so we need to pray for her son. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And so basically, she just said, if you want to come to church one day, you can. Mm-hmm. So I was tired of being up all night in my own thoughts, in my own feelings. And one day, I just knocked on her door. I had sunglasses on and everything because it's a long story. I just (laughs) didn't want to be seen and I had a lot of shame and I was having a struggle, but I wanted freedom. Sure. I wanted freedom. So I fell asleep on her shoulder the whole first church service. And, you know, maybe I raised my hand like that a little bit, but that was about it. I heard everything that was going on. But that's important. And pastors need to be encouraged with that. As long as they're there, they're hearing every word that you're releasing. Just do what you're supposed to do. Do, right. do your job. We say exactly. that. We say that all the time. If if you can get someone into the presence of God, God takes care of the rest. Yep. Right. And the Apostle Paul said this. He said, he said, I sow, Apollos watered. Those were two both apostles. But God makes it grow. So just go be what God called you to be, and then watch God make things grow around you. And you were there that day, half coherent, but God was planting seeds in you that changed your life. So so did you continue going to church after that? Yes. I mean, I look forward to it all week. Everything became 
not about church so much because we become his temple, right? We become mm -hmm. God's temple, but the Holy Spirit living in us. But I was so excited, but at the same time, I was so frustrated that nobody had told me about Jesus for 27 years of my life. And there was a fire in me that's, that rose up and said, how come nobody ever told me about this? This is amazing. When I need he was to the tell answer everybody all about this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And now, so now you're, you're, you're a worship leader at a church. You just got engaged, right? It was only, yeah. how long ago was that? A month ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, a month ago. So congratulations on that for awesome. you and Eric on your engagement. And so you. over the next minute or so, for the, everybody listening right now who were in your spot, who you could who who could relate to you? What would you say to them if you want to even pray for them, mm -hmm. uh, encourage them? What the power of Jesus did for you and how it could do it for them? Mm -hmm. Well, the power of Jesus made me be able to be a witness and go back to the territories and places I was in in the past in one of the rehabs in particular and start pulling people out of that pit and bringing them to the services and watching them get baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with power and watching them become enabled because you know, we're called to make disciples and we're called not to just keep this all to ourselves and hoard everything and sit on a church pew for the next 20 years. But I believe that whoever's listening to this, you may be having a struggle. You may be feeling shamed. You may be feeling guilt. You may be feeling condemnation, but Jesus came to set the captives free. And just like nobody had come for 27 years to speak into my life, life, um, he came to give us a new life. So if you're so tired and frustrated with the life that you've been living, the best thing I could suggest is to give it up because that's not the life that he paid a price for us to live for if he's not included in it by giving us a brand new life in him. And you'll never really regret that type of decision. It's an eternal decision. It's a life-transforming decision. Without knowing it, it's a decision I made in that cell. Amen. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing a little bit your story. I know people have been blessed by this and touched by this. And uh, Jay, we pray for you uh, that you survive the next you know, 12 I hours. I tell you what, that was, uh, what an awesome show. And thank you very much, uh, Jenny Lee Mercy. Um, <laughs> but really awesome stuff. And John, uh, I will be having revenge against you. Oh, we'll this. see, we'll see. And for those of you who are listening out there, I encourage you, just call out on the mighty name of Jesus tonight. Amen. Just yes. invite him into your heart. Say, come into my life and make me new. I thank you for dying on the cross of my sins. Today is the day. I make you my Lord and my Savior. Just declare that. Speak it in your own words. Make it a cry from your heart. There is no formal way to invite him in. Just make him your Lord and Savior tonight. And if you did that, go to SOH.Church. Hit contact us. Let us know you did it. We want to encourage you. We got some free gifts for you to help you along your journey. And thank you guys so much for joining us tonight on Sound of Heaven Radio. We'll be back with you Friday night at 6 o'clock with a great teaching and training. Again, you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We'll see you Friday, 6 o'clock. God bless you guys. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.